we would have cussed Jesus out and said, who are you calling a dog? Because that's how my brain works. And this woman is so desperate for her daughter to be healed. The vision of what she has is so much greater than the offense that she persists because she knows he's the one true God who can set her child free. Welcome to the God's Perfect Size show where faith meets fat loss. I'm your host, Kim Jogway, the author of God's Perfect Size and a former food addict turned food freedom coach. Tune in every week to be encouraged and empowered towards your goals for weight loss and victory in Christ. Hey y'all, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Kim Jogwe, and I'm so grateful that you're here with me. So I'm thrilled to be able to bring you some teaching from the book of Matthew today. It's finally an opportunity for you to hear something other than Genesis. I know I was on a tangent with Genesis for a minute. I love Genesis. If you have not read through Genesis lately, I need you to read it. I need you to read it because it has been amazing to go back and look at the design that God has for us. I digress. I'm not going to go into all of that because today is all about Matthew. Before we get started, if I have not mentioned it, this is the God's Perfect Size show. And this is the show where we take your faith and your weight loss journey and we bring them together under the authority of Christ so that you can find your freedom. That's what we're doing here today. And Matthew is all about that. Matthew is rich with stories and testimonies of people who have been set free from diseases and demons. It really is all about faith. And I was looking to build up my faith. I mean, this school year started off kind of shaky, y'all. And so I dove into Matthew because I needed some encouragement personally. If you are there, if you're having a rough time right now, or if you just feel kind of blue and you need some encouragement in your life, or you need to see some miracles that can spark your faith for something greater, then today's episode is for you and you don't want to miss it. It's such a simple message. I don't even know how I have read um, Matthew chapter 15 so many times and missed what was happening in this. If you know me and you've listened to a lot of my teachings, you know that I'm all about reading chapters and books in entirety. Like, I don't like cherry picking scripture. I don't like finding a verse here and turning it into what the entire book might mean. I don't do that. I believe you have to read in context. So don't cherry pick scriptures. With that being said, y'all, I'm so embarrassed to tell you, I did cherry pick a scripture today, but I didn't pick it and try to make the whole book about this meaning. But I am going to point out something that I missed when I was reading in Matthew chapter 15. Let me grab my glasses really quick because I'm going to share it with you. And I feel like you're going to be blessed by it. So you know the story of the Canaanite woman. It says the faith of a Gentile woman. Well, I've read that a million times and I don't know if you've read it. If you haven't, grab your Bibles now. Just pause me, pull up your chair, grab your blanket, get your coffee, and let's dive into this together. You can pause me here and go get what you need and come back. But if you're ready, let's dive in. So I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all her begging. And then Jesus said to the woman, I was only sent to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshiped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right for me to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. And she replied, that's true, Lord. But even the dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. 
Dear woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. There's a lot happening in this scripture from the fact that this woman who she's not considered one of the tribe of Israel, she's born outside of that covenant. And so she's considered a Gentile woman outside of of God's chosen people. And what's interesting about this is I was reading through it. And for some reason, I always get caught up on the fact that you know what I'm going to say. I always get caught up on the fact that Jesus responds to her. It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. Like I have grappled with this scripture. I've looked at it. I've struggled with it. I don't understand why Jesus would make a comment like that. I'm sure that it has some meaning that is escaping me completely. And I don't have the answer for that today. But here's what I have noticed about this scripture. Let's go back. It says that the Gentile woman has a daughter who is possessed by a demon that tormented her severely. That is such a shocking statement because I feel like, how do you even know when a demon is tormenting you? Like, how do people even know that that is a thing? How did she know that 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 was a thing? That is just mind blowing to me. I feel like that happens today and people are tormented, but because we're such a civilized culture, we would never say that phrase like people are tormented by demons. We say things like that person is is really, really struggling and really having a hard time. And they've had to go on this kind of medicine and that kind of medication and that to control all these different things. And even though those things can be legitimate issues that happen in your flesh, What if every so often we miss it and it really is a person being tormented and we're trying to medicate a spiritual issue? Like, have you ever thought about that? I have. I've thought about it a lot. And I wonder if a lot of what's happening in the world today and people committing suicide and people being hurt, people being broken, those can be real legitimate issues that you need to see a doctor for. But what if every so often, what if every now and again, it's not as it seems and it's a spiritual issue. And what if we don't know enough to turn to God for that first to see maybe if he has the answer to heal that thing. And it doesn't mean you disregard your medical advice, your doctors, you go get the help you need. But what if it means you need to do both? I mean, that's just food for thought. And that's not even our main point. But I thought about that a lot today. And if you feel like you're there, then pray over that thing and ask God, you know, while you're getting your medical help, also ask God, is it more? And if it is more, would you show me what it is and teach me how to pray over this thing so I can be set free? Okay, that's lesson number one. Number two, there's only two lessons today. Hopefully I will run on and on, but here's the big thing. This woman comes to Jesus and she says, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed. And here's the thing that really blew me. It says Jesus gave her no reply. And I sat on the couch and I was like, Did you just ignore her, Jesus? Like this woman is begging you to heal her child who is possessed by a demon. Did you just ignore her? Why are you silent? And I didn't know what to do with that at first. And I don't have the absolute answer to this, but here's the thing. Jesus was silent and he didn't say a word, but that didn't stop her. Did you catch that? She asked Jesus to have mercy on her, O son of David. And it says Jesus didn't reply. He didn't answer her. And I thought about how many times I've prayed for things and I've heard a reply right away and I celebrate and I'm excited. But then there are all the other times where I ask God for something and there's no reply. Like there's crickets, there's silence. What do you do when you are in need of something desperately like this woman? 
Like this is life and death for her child who's being severely abused by these demons. What do you do when God is silent in the moment and yet you need him to come through and say something? Here's what I learned from this woman. And I hope that you can take this message to heart as well. It says, but Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. His disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all her begging. And then Jesus turns finally and speaks. And when he does reply, it's not the reply she's looking for. He says, it's not right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. First, he doesn't answer her. There's silence. There's crickets. And then he says, when he does reply, he says, it's not right for me to do this for you. It's like me taking from my own children and giving my children's precious food to the dogs in the streets. Like Jesus is basically saying, this is not for you. I love this passage so much for probably the obvious reason, or maybe it's not so obvious to you. This woman's perseverance is gold. Like I'm looking at this from the God's perfect size perspective. I sit in this chair as as the one who wrote the book, God's Perfect Size, who, when I started on my weight loss journey, I remember being in this exact place. Like God didn't say, you can't have it, Kim. But I remember asking God to set me free from food addiction. I remember asking him to set me free from this compulsive need to overeat constantly. And when I set out on this journey, nothing happened right away. Like I was in that space and I was like, God, please set me free. And I was like, if you don't do it, no one can. Like there's no other hope. I've tried these diets and they all are dead in roads and they lead me nowhere. So if you don't do this, this doesn't get done. So I prayed that prayer. And then that day I was feeling depressed and I kept praying to God and I didn't hear anything. And the next day I got up and I did it again. And then Like a week later was when, after I had been praying for this thing off and on over and over again, I finally felt like, okay, I think I am here. I'm supposed to fast. And it wasn't like an audible voice. It was just like a thought in my head. Like maybe I should go on a fast because I heard that fasting can help break strongholds. And so I went on a fast and I kept crying out to God. And then it was like maybe a month into this. Not only did I not lose weight during that time, I gained weight. So everything I was pursuing was going in the opposite direction. And I remember thinking, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't care if I blow up to the size of this house. I'm going to die trying this. I'm going to die believing that God can do this. I remember thinking that, does that sound radical to you? Now that I'm saying it out loud, it does. But I remember thinking, it doesn't matter if this works out or not. I'm going to bank everything on God that he is who he says he is and he can do what he says he can do. And if his word says he can set me free, then I'm going to bank everything on it, everything. And so like this woman, I persisted. I just kept pushing. I kept pushing. I showed up day after day, 30 days in, I did a fast and then I gained weight during that fast. After that 30 day fast, I just kept pushing. I kept going and then eventually I did start losing a little bit of weight here and there. But by that point, I had really stopped getting on the scale because the end goal wasn't for me to be this particular size or that particular size. All I wanted was to be free. All I wanted was to stop that out of control feeling and to give that piece of me to God. 
For some reason, I knew that I was being pushed by the enemy and that the only way to be set free was through Jesus because I knew he was the one who had defeated Satan. And if Satan was the one pushing me, I knew Jesus could rescue me from that. And so I just kept pushing and pushing to the point where we are today. So like this woman who asked Jesus to heal her daughter and Jesus goes silent and doesn't even answer her. The beautiful thing is that she persists. She persists. And I think that's why Jesus went silent because he knew what was in her. He later makes the statement, he could see her great faith. This is one of the greatest testimonies that I think is written in the book of Matthew. This woman who is turned away time after time from the Lord himself, who she asked Jesus, heal my child. And Jesus does not answer her at all. Then the disciples try to kick her out of the space and tell her, go, go, stop begging. She wasn't even talking to them, but she stands her ground and she persists because she knows, she knows that Jesus is the only one who can do that for her. And Jesus knows that her faith is great and he wants it to be manifest. He wants her to show how great her faith is. That even when he's silent, she keeps persisting. I am just amazed with with our Lord because then he says something harsh. And what is incredible about this is most of us would have been so offended. We would have cussed Jesus out. Now, come on, let's be real, y'all. If Jesus had said that to us, we would have had the neck rolling. We would have cussed Jesus out and said, who are you calling a dog? Because that's how my brain works. And this woman is so desperate for her daughter to be healed. The vision of what she has is so much greater than the offense that she persists because she knows he's the one true God who can set her child free. And so she stays even through the offense. Most of us on this journey, when we start asking God for our health and our weight loss, we get offended when we don't lose three pounds in the first week or five pounds in the first week. We get offended when Things don't go our way and when we can't have what we want to have, but not this woman. She stays put and she fights and she stands her ground. She stands her ground and she's not willing to take no for an answer. So let me ask you, where are you in this process? Are you desperate enough to step over offenses, to step over the fact that you don't get immediate results? Are you willing to sit in that space like this woman, like this Gentile woman and fight for your freedom. I don't want to make you sad, but if you're not there, you're probably not ready. And if you're not ready, what can you do to get ready? You can ask God, make me desperate for this. Make me desperate for you. Let it be bigger than just weight loss, God, because I don't even know if I want to be free yet. I just want to look good. I don't know if I want to be free. We're going to have to deal with some truth here. Are you desperate enough that if you don't get what you want and the time span you want it, are you willing to stay put and wrestle this out with Jesus? Because that is what this is going to take. This is not a little thing. If you have been struggling with food addiction for longer than you can remember, if you feel like it has a chokehold on your health, then it's going to take this kind of relentless persistence to get your freedom. And you're going to have to stay put. You're going to have to stay put when the scale goes up and you're going to have to stay put when the scale goes down and you're going to have to praise God. Let's take a look at the last portion of this. The last portion of this says, 
She replied, That's true, Lord, but even the dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. And then Jesus says the words that we all want to hear, but the only way to hear these words is to persist. And this is what he says. So listen carefully. Jesus says, Dear woman, Jesus said to her, Your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. Now the thing is, for me, I wasn't instantly healed, but my request was granted. Either way, I got the blessing and I got my freedom. Where are you in this journey? Where are you? Are you ready to give up trying a million different things with with no life in them? Are you willing to give up running after this diet plan and that diet plan, this promise and that promise, this 30-day money-back guarantee? Are you ready to give up all of that so that you can come to the only one who can actually give you healing? And then are you ready to do the work it's going to require? That work is persistence. It means it could be a messy road. It could be hard. You're going to have up days and you're going to have down days. But like this woman, you are going to stay put. You're going to have days where you feel like, yes, I got this thing under control. And then the next day it's going to have you in a chokehold. But you're still going to squeak out the name of Jesus and say, Lord, save me from myself. Are you willing to do all of that? Are you willing to give this to God and lay it all on the altar? Because when we do that, when we choose God above all else, when we persist, God will come after us the way we go after him. When we persist, we get the breakthrough. It doesn't mean we get it the way we want it to look, but we get God and his perfect answer for us. I would hate for you to miss out on this one sentence from the Lord that your request is granted. Most of us give up before we ever hear those words come out of the Lord's mouth. But if you stay put, if you stay put, I promise you, God will reward your great faith. I've never seen in scripture where he has not rewarded great faith. So stay put, have faith for the process. More importantly, have faith in a God who loves you and who can grant your request. I thank you for joining me for this episode. I pray that this blessed you. Y'all, all I can tell you is go back and read Matthew chapter 15. And when you're done, get up and fight. I need you to plant your feet and know that you are going to have unshakable, immovable faith. And you are going to stay put until God answers your prayer. That is my hope for you. And that is the victory that is waiting for you in Jesus name. I'll catch y'all in the next episode. Bye.